0: You ready? 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 Watch out,
1: The following podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE Podcast. Tonight, we bring to you Sports Whispers Weekly, where we talk nothing but sports for the duration of the show. Uh, a little bit of an apology for last week's show. Uh, we got cut off in the third hour. No fault no fault of uh, a blog talk. Apparently, my, uh, I, I guess for some reason – My phone service disconnects after about two hours and 45 minutes. I don't know why. Uh, But uh, we have a lot to talk about tonight. We have, of course, a big brawl that took place in NBA training camp this week. Uh, We also will talk about Aaron Judge's historic home run, uh, as well as we have WWE Extreme Rules currently taking place right now. We have some AEW news to discuss, and also we have the wild card round to talk about as well uh, for uh, for for the uh, for Major League Baseball, as we already have a few of the matchups solidified. So, uh, a reminder for anybody who listens to the Missy A.E. podcast. We are live every Saturday night for Sports Whispers Weekly at 9 p.m. Eastern on blogtalkradio.com slash missy A.E. And every Thursday night we will be live with the Survivor 43 Recap Podcast, which will also take place at 9 p.m. Eastern on blogtalkradio.com slash missy A.E. But let's get started with tonight's show. Uh, Lou, there's
2: been quite a bit. There's been quite a
1: bit, oh, Lou, uh, that's uh, taking Steve, place.
2: Before, before anything, I just want to make a note here that uh, my show is now going to be on from 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern time as of next Saturday. We um, have a bit of a conflict with another show uh, in the second second hour, so my show now has to move to the 4 to 6 uh, time period. And Everything else remains the same.
1: Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you for for keeping me updated on that. Yeah, uh, I, had a, I had a feel, okay. I had a feeling so I had a feeling something happened uh, with the uh, random disconnect that happened earlier today. So did I. But, uh, anyways, Lou, we do have a lot of stuff to talk about, including yes. there's a few things that have come out over the last couple of hours that we have to touch upon. You know, I kind of hmm. figure why not, why not start with the Tua Bailoa situation as there is an update. Uh, the NFL Uh-oh. and the NFL Uh-oh. Players Association have apparently completed their investigation into yes. the evaluation of uh, Tua tunga concussion that he suffered against the Buffalo Bills. And in a yeah. statement that they released, uh, on uh, earlier today, the NFL and the Players Association both found that both independent medical professionals and team medical staff did follow the league's concussion protocols while evaluating Tonga Uh The biggest takeaway is that the outcome in this case is not what was intended when the protocols were drafted. According to their statement, so now they have implemented a new addition to the protocol, which is effective immediately as of tomorrow's games. Uh, it's sure. the addition of it's the addition of the term ataxia, which is uh, a which is going to be considered a no go symptom. So any ah, player that okay. shows. Any player that shows signs of ataxia, which is an abnormality of balance or stability, motor coordination, or dysfunctional speech caused by a neurological issue, they will be prohibited from returning
2: to the game,
1: regardless of if they get cleared.
2: Smart move, because you have a concussion and you don't know how serious it can be, and I think it takes a very dangerous risk of putting a player back in, the, back in the game with a condition like that. So that should have been – and that should have been handled a long time ago. You know, otherwise we wouldn't be in the situation that we we're in now. So, you know, I, I think it's a smart move, but it should have been handled probably a long time ago.
1: Right, yeah, it definitely should have been. Uh, we've We've seen so many cases of concussions in previous years to where, you know, with the ongoing – CTE epidemic, I guess you could call it, because let's face it, that, how many football players over the years have suffered from CTE following their football careers? Uh, follower, you know, following their football careers uh, being officially over. I mean, hell, we saw Junior Seau shoot himself
2: because of CTE. so I remember that very badly. Like... So.
1: This is the the NFL has been wanting to find a way to combat CTE and concussions over the past years and this uh, yeah. now I I think that they're at least taking steps forward towards actually accomplishing that. Right. And and more uh, more on this uh, on this new update is they stated in the statement that the protocol exists to establish a high standard of concussion care for each player whereby every medical professional engages in a meaningful and rigorous examination of the player of the player slash patient to that end the parties remain committed to continuing to evaluate our protocol to ensure it reflects the intended conservative approach to evaluating player slash patients for potential head injuries and during a news conference in London before tomorrow's Packers-Giants game, this change was actually hinted at oh, by right. Roger Goodell. Um, and yes, specifically, Goodell. specifically to the investigation that doctors followed the protocols when evaluating Tunga Bailoa, uh, the NFL and the NFLPA also both said Tunga Bailoa was cleared by a team physician following consultation from an independent doctor after the concussion protocol was followed, and he was allowed to return to the game. Doctors also determined the gross motor instability that, ta- that Tungabailoa showed by stumbling after trying to take several steps following his head hitting the ground was due to a back injury he sustained earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. That right there I still call bullshit. It is.
2: We really think about I. it.
1: I still call bullshit on that. However, uh, it's not mentioned here, but I saw it elsewhere. He did apparently also suffer a ankle injury, so maybe perhaps the ankle injury might have played a little bit of a role in that. Uh, It also says here that doctors did not examine Tungabailoa's back after the fall and instead conducted the concussion protocol. And they relied on an earlier test of his back during the game to assess whether or not it was due to the back injury. Uh, Tonga Bailoa had showed no signs or symptoms of concussion during his locker room exam uh, the remainder Uh. of the Bills game or throughout the following week. And it also says here, that Tungavailoa Tungavailoa became national news, obviously, after the Bills game, but that only intensified four days later when he suffered a concussion after being tackled by Cincinnati Bengals defensive lineman Josh Tipu in the second quarter of a Thursday night game. He ended up being treated at a Cincinnati hospital and flew home with the Dolphins following the game while wearing a neck brace. Uh, His evaluations for head and and neck injuries were clean, according to Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel. Uh, the NFLPA, as we know, ended up firing the independent doctor who treated Tunga Bailoa after he was injured against Buffalo. Uh, he does currently still remain in concussion protocol, and he won't play in the Dolphins' next game tomorrow against the New York Jets. He also okay. will not travel with the team to New Jersey so he's not even there, period. Even if they want to change their minds at the last minute. Uh yeah. it says here in, in an update uh by McDaniel, he said he's diligently he's diligently going through the process. He's still in the protocol obviously. Uh there are several outside specialists that we're also utilizing and we're going to take it from there. Now, here's where it gets interesting, in my opinion, Lou, because uh-huh. there ha- there have been two statements that have been released, uh, two separate two. statements. Yeah, that have been released yeah. by the NFL. In particular, it was, I believe, uh, the chief – okay, yeah, so on the firing of the uh, – Consultant in the Tua to Tunga-Vailoa uh, situation, NFL executive Jeff Miller was quoted as saying, "It's not something we would have done, and didn't. We never supported terminating him." Doctor Alan Sills said, "It is extremely, or it was extremely unfortunate to make an action prior to the review being completed." So this right here tells me that it wasn't the NFL that fired him it was the players association that fired him and that the NFL wouldn't have fired him regardless and this is a report by Ian Rapoport who is obviously known oh, to uh, the NFL and football fans as the primary Rapoport. you know the pri- the primary person to uh, you know, to t- to bring out NFL news. Yeah. Now, uh, Alan Sills was asked about a numer- uh, uh, a different bunch of things. Uh, saying here, one of the one of the things he said was that uh, all doctors involved with Tua Tonga operated with absolute integrity, and video alone doesn't provide the best diagnosis. Uh, saying that these people are the are the people that you would want caring for you, he also added yes. that everyone involved. Everyone involved sees a patient and not a player. No one involved cares about the position of a player or the score of a game. He is defending the protocol, or he was defending the protocol, saying the concussion protocol is not broken. It can always improve. That's the nature of medicine, uh, and also in regards to what would have happened with Tua if this had taken place after the new protocol, after the new change was put into place? Uh, right. He said, yes, it was, uh, the new change uh, adding a to the protocol would have ruled Tua out of the game against Buffalo for the remainder of that game. If it was in effect at that moment in time. So, I mean, what, what what is your takeaway here, Lou, from the fact that it was the Players Association
2: that fired the doctor and not the league? Well, he deserved to get fired either way. I mean, cause, you know, this would have been, this could have been a long time ago. So, I do applaud the Players Association for firing for firing him. Something something had to be done. I mean, because the concussions you know these have gone way out of control uh, in recent years and, and, and something needed to be done and if they would have done something sooner it never would have escalated to this point right
1: yeah uh, you know if the if if it had been if something had been done sooner maybe we would not yes. we wouldn't have seen what we what we ended up having to see uh with with uh against the Cincinnati no. Bengals Here's well, what i I'm in,
2: especially though. with Tua, because that was, you know, that was, you know, that was, a, that was a pretty big injury right there. Right. Yeah. And,
1: and and you know, I still I still see that image in my head, uh, you know, with him. What do I?
2: Yeah.
1: With him seemingly holding up gang signs, it looked like. Hmm.
2: Uh, but
1: yeah. here. You know, here, here's my thing I'm wondering. Could we see a potential lawsuit from the doctor now? Now that it's been proven that, he, that they followed concussion protocol and they followed every step of the rule book, could we see a potential lawsuit against the Players Association
2: for wrongful termination? I wouldn't be surprised at that because this does sound like a wrong defamation suit.
1: Yeah. You got to th- you got to think that. Yeah. I mean, maybe where, maybe perhaps, perhaps, uh, w- considering it wasn't the NFL that did it, it was the players association. And I, I know, I know the, I know the whole thing is, you know, regardless, uh, they can, you know, either side can can do the firing, but yeah. yes. Now that the findings have been released, that that he correctly followed concussion protocol, that everybody can, that everything was done correctly, and then, you know, it, 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 it there is grounds I feel, a potential wrongful termination lawsuit in this mhm because if you know if this uh if they had completed the investigation before before he got
2: fired probably never would have been fired i mean what no.
1: what are your what are your thoughts Lou?
2: I had to agree. I had to agree with you on that. But the whole thing, is, I guess the whole thing is, you know, escalating in recent years, and they need it needs to be done. Yeah, it's it's
1: definitely something that should have been that should have been done from the very beginning. But uh, let me bring in Alex. Uh, Alex, we've been discussing the. New findings that have come up about the Tuatonga Bailoa situation, with the report coming out earlier today that the concussion protocol uh, was found to have been correctly followed during the Buffalo Bills game, and wow. and that yeah. he had been he had been correctly cleared by. Uh, not just not just uh, the team staff, but also the NFL. You know the consultant who ended up being fired, and now wow. we've been discussing oh, okay. whether or not we've been discussing whether or not uh, there could be a potential lawsuit for wrongful termination as a result of this because. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Because you, I, I, cause I, I, you, cause I, I, you have to, you have to. kind of new to me, Alex,
3: you're, you're educating me on this a little bit, Steve. So, the, so that they found out that they did, they did do a, the team doctors did do everything by the
0: book.
1: Yeah, the team doctors and the medical consultants that the that the players' association fired.
3: Wow. Yeah, massive lawsuit.
1: I'm not mm-hmm. an ambulance chaser, but that's a that's, That
3: screams uh that should yeah. definitely be uh, – that. that's definitely worthy of a lawsuit because, I mean, they really uh, – There is going to be a they lawsuit.
1: Quickly, here. <clears throat> they quickly
3: got rid of that doctor, and then it turns out that he wasn't in the wrong. Yeah, that's that's defamation of character, loss of wages, wrongful termination. I don't know. I'm not yeah. even hip on all that jargon, but just off the top of my head as an amateur, just as a person who's read about cases and stuff, that's got to be like a pretty juicy, uh, pretty good lawsuit. For uh, for him to get right. the money out of,
1: yeah, and and now, uh, and they even uh, they even had statements from two NFL executives. Uh, one of them was Jeff Miller, who said that basically we never supported terminating the consultant, and it's something. It's not something we would have done. It's not something we would have done, and we didn't do it. Uh, Dr. Alan Sills then also said it was extremely unfortunate to make an action prior to the review being completed. Uh, it, you you, all, you almost have to think that there is definitely a wrongful termination suit on the way, yeah, considering, the exactly. that, c- consi- considering the fact that considering the fact that all this information is coming out.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with you guys. I didn't realize that until uh, until just now that that uh that, that that's what the case was. I mean, he's definitely uh he's got a definitely a great chance to win some money and win his not win that job back, but you know, it'd be really hard for him to get another job in that league. But now um right, he's going to be vindicated. Yeah, you know, that's that's a great 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 thing for him. But yeah, I would definitely stand right. up for myself, and I I definitely get a lawsuit together. You know, I'll we'll have no trouble getting a big attorney for that. That's a juicy, uh, right. high-profile case. Yeah,
1: and now they have added a they have added a new portion uh, effective as of tomorrow to the concussion protocol, uh, what they call ataxia, which is basically an abnormality of balance or stability motor coordination or dysfunctional speech that is caused by a neurological issue if a if a player experiences any of that uh in in, to any sort of length that will be that will prohibit them from officially returning to the game wow so that's the newest Addition to the concussion protocol, which clearly we had seen with the uh, with Tua and the doctor, Doctor Allen Sills did say that if this concussion protocol was updated prior to the Bills game, Tua would not have been allowed to return to the game. And obviously, we saw it this week with Naheem Hines uh, with the injury he suffered in the Indianapolis Colts game against the Denver Broncos uh he was not allowed to return because of uh the fact that you know he more than likely had had gotten a concussion from the uh hit that he had that he had taken wow so
3: you know it was yeah. you know maybe they're just focusing on it to like look like they're perfect stance. but i I noticed, I don't know if you guys noticed, they've had a lot more doctors around the scene. Like a lot of, it looks like independent doctors. They're reviewing like mm-hmm. injuries during the games a lot. I, I, you know, they're probably putting that in the spotlight to show how, how great they are now. You know what I mean? Fidel, I'm sure, wants the cameras focusing on them to show that they're making an effort. But I thought it was kind of encouraging that it just seems like there's more medical personnel during the, de- during the games. So
1: people aren't just right. kind of quietly rushing back into the game
3: when they shouldn't be. Right.
1: Well, you you know what I think it partially is, is I think it's, uh, you think about it now. Yeah. Well, when you think about it though, uh, the medical staff has come under fire in recent weeks because of this. So I think this is the NFL's way of trying to rehabilitate their image somewhat. The, the medical staff's image. And that's part of the way to do it, is to continue having them be shown uh, in any circumstance on television. Yeah, you
3: know, I know Goodell gets a lot of flack. I'm not a big fan of this, mm-hmm. but at least it looks like they're making a conscious effort to clean it up and make it less violent. You can't. That's the thing, you can't make it less violent, but at least they have the doctors that are uh, going to be able to check out players a lot more thoroughly.
1: Yeah. And you know, you know, at, at least now uh with the, hopefully with this new with this new thing in place is not, you know, normally whenever players whenever players get checked out for a potential concussion and they end up getting cleared, they end up going back out onto the field and who knows what ends up happening after that. Uh hopefully now this uh, this this new change will sort of prevent any potential extra injuries from taking place, you know, so, so just to make sure that every player goes into that next week at a hundred percent instead of potentially going back into that game and re-injuring themselves.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'm oh, make a change for the better
1: making it a little bit safer. Yeah, it definitely it it, de- it definitely is for the overall better uh betterment of the NFL. Uh speaking of which, we do have an update on Russell Wilson. Now, oh, yeah. we were talking as we were talking about uh, earlier today off-air off, uh, off air here, uh, Denver Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson had received an injection in his shoulder yesterday to relieve discomfort. And I had said that the injury appears similar to the one that caused uh, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott to miss a month of training camp last season. And – it says it says here that the doctors have performed oh, a platelet-rich plasma in, uh, injection near the yeah. affected area to address discomfort brought on by a strained latissimus dorsi. Turns out, yeah, it's a strain, Dorsey. but it's also but uh, anybody that knows what a strain is, it's also partially torn yeah. now. From what it says here, uh, Wilson has said he intends to keep playing through the injury while being treated with injections and round-the-clock treatment from his personal medical team. Kind of hard I don't move, know about you. You. you
2: know,
1: I, I, I don't know if that's the smart move. No. I mean, granted, the Broncos invested a lot to trade yeah. for Russell Wilson. So maybe perhaps I mean, yeah, if he can play through the injury without having to mm-hmm. further injure it, then yeah, I guess he would be able to. But I fear that there's
0: that
1: there's an additional risk of potentially further tearing that lat yeah. muscle. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, let's start with you lou what do what are your thoughts on russell wilson uh continuing d- deciding to continue
2: to play through this injury? Do you think it's a smart move? I heard it play through the pain, but I think there is some exception that where you shouldn't I think this is one time that you know you should you know just you just stop before you yourself so uh that that was not a smart move by Russell by Wilson's decision. I mean, Alex,
3: what are your thoughts, Steve? For some reason, you were breaking up. I'm sorry. What was what was the key that you wanted to? What was the question you wanted to be asked? The reception was breaking up for me.
1: Oh yeah, that you know that might that might have been because for some reason somebody is trying to call me on the other line. Uh, That might be why I was breaking up. Uh, Oh, Alex. So the the question (laughs) uh, the question I was asking is regarding Russell Wilson uh with yeah. him having a strained a strained lat muscle which is now partially torn do you wow. think it's a smart move for him to play through that injury you know what i think he should learn more about the
3: playbook or something you know what right yeah. now he he's looking so bad you obviously he's a prideful guy which is which is a good trait to have but he looks so bad i would i would pull him and like just let him heal yeah you know what I mean? You can almost like excuse his poor play and say, you know, he's been playing injured. We're gonna. I, I mean, they're, they're not. That's not a playoff team, from all indications. Unless I'm missing something, that's like a minute no, team in, like, of, in, a, in a wicked hard, uh, just a devastatingly yeah. talented uh, division that they're in. I, how the heck are they gonna emerge from that division and make the playoffs? They can't. They can hardly score points. Um, I would just call it like a lost cause. Get it. Get it. Get. Load up on the draft. You know what I mean? It's almost like this year's shot for them. I hate to say it. I hate I would hate the bummer for uh, Broncos fans, but they're not looking good and if he's injured, just let him rest and then uh just kind of start over next year. He's still only thirty three or thirty four. It's not like he's
2: retired, yeah.
3: Only? He could play at all these you know, whatever. I never like to
2: well, project kind of borderline. Some,
3: people, some people want to hang up and become a movie star, so I don't know when he's gonna retire, but he's he's there for another four or five years.
2: Yeah, I
3: just think thirty-three like, right. You know, it's like borderline age. He just doesn't look you know, I'm not, him Earlier the, on Lou's show, but uh, and, and Steve educated me. I didn't realize he was injured until Lou show. Yeah, but
1: um. Well, I didn't. I yeah, I didn't even good. know. I I didn't even know honestly until I was until I was looking uh looking on the internet during that time. I had no idea until I had seen the uh, story. But you know maybe perhaps here's the thing i'll say about russell wilson i don't think all of his struggles are are necessarily on him i think a huge part of it has to do with their hack of a coach nathaniel hack has made some of the worst coaching some of the worst coaching decisions i think i've ever seen uh out of any head coach this year i mean he has he has been criticized for clock management this year. Uh, he, he he faced a scrutiny uh, when they had a fourth and five at midfield with over a minute to play in week one. And despite having three timeouts, he decided to let the clock run down to 20 seconds left for a chance at a 64-yard field goal, which ended up being wide left uh not to mention not to mention he ended up having to hire a damn assistant to to help him uh with game and clock management and then yeah. i mean you know this this past thursday night it was basically a case of both teams not want they lo- it looked like both teams didn't want to win that game with how poorly they play.
0: Yeah.
1: But, you know, as far, as far as Russell Wilson goes, I can kind of see where the injury would be affecting him. I mean, looking at his stats right now, he's second in the league in, in passing yards, so that's not the problem. Yeah. He's getting the passes there. Four touchdowns, three picks. Uh, the picks, the picks. You could, yeah, you could say the picks are Russell Wilson. The touchdowns, yes. The touchdowns, though, I, I, I almost think it's just a case of, you know, he doesn't have the weapons that he had in Seattle. Mm. True.
2: I mean, yeah, he, a lot of
3: people, he has. Uh, losing his running back really hurts. But then again, they, he didn't look good with him. But I agree. Judy no. I mean, from Alabama was supposed to be a superstar, as you guys know. He's got a lot of drops. He's not really consistent. He's kind of right. uh, not not what he was trumped up to. Uh, I hate using that word. Not what he was built up to be. Um, and then he, um, you know, it's just interesting. Corlin Sutton's good. He's not going to wow anyone, I don't think. He's not like a superstar. So you're right. They don't, and they, they don't have a tight end, really. I didn't really think. stop and think about that. But, yeah. When he lock it in Metcalf, that's that's a huge that's a huge difference.
1: They did have a tight end. They had a tight end in Noah Fant, and then they decided now nah, we want now nah, oh, yeah. we want to include him. We want to include him in the deal for Russell Wilson. So let's we'll give you him like off to picks,
3: 50, fifty picks in like a lineman and a good young tight end. I maybe see. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, man. I'm telling you, I have the, I have a sneaking suspicion. Again, I'm not trying to reel and be Mr. you know anti Russell Wilson but he does not look good. Maybe Seattle knew something. Or they they kinda of saw that he was kind of regressing. I don't know Possibly. man.
0: Possibly
3: He just looks like he's just not he just doesn't look good.
2: Yeah, I
1: mean, I mean it is po- it is possible they could have seen something. Uh it's also possible that they could have looked at you know, they could have looked at that and said, you know what? Do we really want to give a huge amount of money to an aging quarterback who, yeah, that's true. you know, I mean, yeah. granted, granted he was still playing at an elite level yep. uh, despite not making the playoffs, but, you know, they want to go younger. Uh, I mean, let's face it though. Drew Locke isn't the, yeah, you can go younger with Drew Locke, but Drew Locke is, uh, uh, from Russell no, Wilson is a huge no. step down. I don't and think the XFL and, wants to start Drew Locke. Yeah, he's
3: not he's not the answer no. to any uh, riddle, to any question.
1: <laughs> right, and and you know not not just Locke, uh, not just it. that, not just that, but uh, I mean they're having to rely on Gino Smith, so that tells you how bad Drew Locke is. Geno Smith,
0: he's
3: Another pretty one. good. I, I would never a million years that, but he's Geno's grown up.
1: He he looks serviceable. He looks decent
3: now. I I thought he was a total scrub until this year, but he's not not playing bad. He's gonna bridge the gap oh, for no. a year. Yeah,
2: but he yeah, doesn't that no, much a, to go. He, he's, should, he's not playing
0: Seattle bad
3: could at tank. all. They should tank for like an Ohio State or, or you know, the cube, uh, I, I guess this upcoming QB class is loaded with talent. Seattle's got, they yeah, they've got top defenders. They have some uh-oh. defenders I didn't really know about that are good. They play hard and they have, um, you know, Lockett, Lockett and uh, Metcalf. If they plug in a good QB next year, they can go
1: right back to the playoffs, I think. It looks like from what yeah. from what it from what it sounds like, it looks like Will Le, uh, Will Le, uh, Levis Levis uh, is set to go number one overall. From what it looks like, potentially. Uh, wow. For, for from uh, Kentucky, which I find Kentucky, interesting, cause I, yeah. would think, cause I would think because I would think I would think that C.J. Stroud would be first overall. Yeah, tough, so and, uh,
3: is is the Bama guy coming out too?
1: Um, I think, although let me look, Yeah. Uh, you know, on the mock drafts, I don't even see him. So maybe he's eligible okay. for one more year, I think. Yep. I think he might. Yeah, well, wait, teams, it's on.
3: like, it's like, I think, yeah, I honestly, Seattle should quietly be thinking about, you know, we're not going to, what are they trying to fight? tooth and the nail to get eight wins, nine wins. It's not their year. They should they should start tanking.
1: It's harder to do in the NFL.
3: Well, I mean, well,
1: he is a junior.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
3: He, he is a junior,
1: finished. so 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 maybe perhaps perhaps he might actually uh, he might uh, declare for the NFL draft potentially, unless he chooses to go through all four years.
2: Well, it's rare these days, but I mean, it, was I mean, to, you it, it know, is possible. the quickest offer. And by the
1: way, he is not playing tonight. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's not uh he he didn't start uh tonight for uh for Alabama. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, guess, I guess apparently he he practiced earlier this week, but he uh, yeah. Yeah, he didn't even yeah he is active, but he's not in the game right now against uh, against Texas A and M. So, but yeah, you know you know Bryce Young, I could definitely I could definitely see him potentially you know go, potentially going uh, going into the n f l draft this year and maybe perhaps we may look at we may look at him as a potential number i i would have to assume he would be the number one pick if he goes in yes i mean i don't see i don't see how it would be will levis even though levis is uh is going to be or is a senior this year mhm but I guess NFL teams are apparently very yeah. high on how, on how Levis will be able to translate to the NFL uh, compared to what the media thinks of him. So that right there is kind of playing uh, into his favor, I guess. Sure. But we anyway, and, 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 And by the way, from what it from what it sounds like, a lot of people believe that Seattle will be the will be uh, in the running potentially for the number one overall pick. So that's something to keep an eye on.
3: That'd be a nice quick uh, turnaround for them to uh, rebuild on the fly. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, definitely would be a receiver. Nice setup for the receiver. Uh, Now they have uh, Penny and Kenneth Walker from Michigan State. They have two pretty good young running backs. Yeah, much improved defense. I mean, the defense, now, uh, you
1: know, it's, not a, it's not a great unit, but it's not a bad defense. They have some good pieces. Yeah. Now, there is a report from ESPN's Dan Graziano, uh, who has said that there's a lot of buzz around the Carolina Panthers, that they will fire head coach Matt Rule if things don't pick up soon. They currently uh-huh. sit at one and three. Uh, and they are 11-26 and 26 since hiring rule back in 2020. Oh and it says here that another loss to the 49ers mm-hmm. this week could add fuel to his already hot seat. Firing him in season would give Carolina an early start at finding his replacement amid rumors that the team is planning a run at Sean Payton next year. Uh, Ex Cardinals coach Steve Wilkes would likely serve as the interim coach if Rule is fired, and I mean, you take a look at He's some of the stats here.
3: Disaster. He's been a disaster hired. He he was very uh, highly praised yes. coming out of college. Yeah, and, but, but, that, but Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield's been just awful too. I I I actually thought it was just uh, the, the health was what was keeping Baker back. Last year, but he just looks terrible. I don't
1: know. What are your What are your thoughts, uh, Lou? Is do you think their struggles are on Matt Rule, or do you think that perhaps Baker
2: Mayfield is partially to blame this year? Partially to blame? Uh, I mean, we're not talking (laughs) Baker Mayfield here, you know. Come on, think about it. He's like a bum. How was he so good
3: in college? Was it his team? I mean, I thought he'd be at least a good NFL QB.
2: Yeah, a lot He's of like, people thought that, but he was very overrated. Very okay. overrated.
3: I'm still getting, you know, this year, honestly, this year I've watched 100 times more college. I'm finally fully yeah. invested in college football. I didn't watch but a lot of so this way. He hasn't done Jack the pro. Yeah. I'm, I'm well,
2: actually,
3: he did play I'm, totally infa- I'm in. I'm obsessed with college football now. It just started like a month ago. <laughs> for me, out of all well, these years, I'm finally
1: fully into it. He, he did. He did play for Oklahoma, after all, uh, in really? his final his final years of college. So, yeah, you know, I, I guess, I guess maybe perhaps it could have been the you know the college style <laughs> is really what helped him.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Uh What what real what really helped him. Uh, look attractive as a uh, you know as the next the next big star uh, to go to the NFL. Nope, but Sorry, you man. know here's the, here's Sorry. some here's some stats though. Uh, they have the league's worst offense through the first four weeks, ranking last in the NFL in third down percentage at only twenty six percent as well as total yards per game at only two hundred and sixty three. That's total rushing and passing. Wow. I mean you know, I, I I know it's I know it's easy to blame Mayfield, but I kinda have to think that this is on rule. You know, I think
3: it has okay. to be, because they have DJ Moore,
1: Kaffrey. They have a really good,
3: a, a talented young defense. If you look at their roster, they have a bunch of uh, high draft picks on the defense. They should be not. They should be not bad. So it's dysfunctional. And that that has to. Like you said, I mean that when it's dysfunctional, it's the coach or the quarterback. They're, you know they're kind of the two leaders. It's like a yeah. bad, bad marriage. I don't know what's going on because they. You know what I mean? They have the talent. They shouldn't be a laughing stock. So when stuff like this is going on, it starts to right. They got to clean. They got to get rid of rule and, uh, you know, when fans in Carolina are clamoring for Sam Darnold, you know you're in trouble. I mean, yes. Baker's been a mega bust. I guess I thought he was going to turn it around, but he's just not a good co- pro quarterback at all.
1: Yeah, you know, I really thought I really thought that maybe his struggles last year were because of the injury because he was playing with multiple injuries. Yeah. But-
0: you
1: know, maybe not, I guess, at this point. Maybe it's – maybe he just sucks. And I wouldn't be surprised that's, that's if, if we find him eventually as a backup.
3: at right, CFL. That's
0: Baker underway.
3: Manziel. Baker Manziel.
0: <laughs>
3: there will only be one mm-hmm. Johnny Manziel. I can't go that far. Do we
0: really
1: want another one? I didn't think so. Now, we did have a little bit of uh staying on staying on football here. Uh we did have a little bit of an incident on Monday night football this past week where there was a fan oh, yeah. who apparently who apparently stormed the Rams Niners game uh with I don't know what the hell it was. A, like a smoke bomb or something, a pink smoke bomb. I guess they, I guess he was like a protester or something. There was, uh, yeah. cause he wasn't alone. He wasn't alone at the game. Uh, he was, uh, he was with, uh, he was with another, another woman. I think that was also a protester. Hmm. And, so apparently this fan got onto got onto the uh onto the field lit up the smoke bombs and started running around with with a whole bunch of pink smoke and shit and the fan ended up getting absolutely leveled by Bobby <laughs> Wagner. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And now the fan has officially oh, filed yeah. a police re- the fan has filed There's a police way. report
3: never been attempted, I don't think, in any sporting event to file a lawsuit. Are you kidding me? I don't well, know Well it's not a lawsuit
1: error it's, error? it's it's not a it's not a lawsuit, it's a oh. police report as of now. Oh,
3: okay.
1: I misunderstood. So uh a spokesperson didn't reveal any further details, but a rep for <laughs> Direct Action Everywhere, which is the organization that took credit for the wild scene uh at Levi's Stadium told PMZ that the report stems from a quote-unquote blatant assault by two Rams players. Now, first off, if you're there as a fan, your job is to sit there and root for for either of the two teams. Yeah, you're not allowed on the field unless you're uh, unless you're authorized by the NFL or any of or either of the two teams in any specific way. However, these two protesters decided to jump You're the railing during the second qu- They decided to uh jump the railing during the second quarter and armed with pink smoke bombs, they attempted to disrupt the action on the field. One of the protesters who was a woman was taken down before she could get onto the playing surface. The other protester, the guy, evaded security long enough to take a jaunt onto the gridiron. The guy juked stadium staffers for several moments, and some (laughs) of it was actually kind of hilarious. Uh, But as he headed towards the Rams' sideline, Wagner, with some help from teammate Takaris McKinley, absolutely flattened him. He got wrecked. Yeah, he got wrecked. And that's when security took over and I loved it so and so the fans were eventually detained, cited, and released now, according to direct uh according to direct action everywhere uh let's see let me let me bring up the the thing here uh according to direct action everywhere. The individuals performed the stunt in order to raise awareness for a trial involving. Oh my God! Really? Okay. So, you remember the you remember the NBA when you had the when you had those stupid ass protesters uh, disrupt the playoffs yes. this past year? One of them tried <laughs> yeah. to glue their hand to the court. The other one tried to chain themselves up to the uh, to the basketball hoop. Uh, I forget what the other one did. The, the other one tried something, but they were immediately—they uh, were immediately obliterated by an undercover <laughs> cop sitting on the uh, I that one. sitting in the front row. Wow, too much. It
0: says
3: here. Yeah.
1: It says here that they performed the stunt in order to raise awareness for a trial involving the alleged theft of pigs from a factory farm. Uh, the organization said the man suffered a burn injury during the incident. Gee, I wonder. Maybe it's because you're holding a lit smoke bomb, you fucking retard. <laughs> Can have something to do with otherwise, it. Otherwise, otherwise, they said in the statement, they're a bit beaten up but in good spirits. For that's his part, up, huh? Wagner
2: oh, Wagner important.
1: did say after the game. That he jumped in to help security for safety reasons. He said, "You don't know what that fan got or what they're doing." Uh, Wagner at this time has not been arrested or charged with a crime. But you know, th- this just goes back to what I to what I said earlier. The players are there to play. The fans mm-hmm. are supposed to be there to watch. Yep. That's all you're. That's all you're supposed to do. Bye uh-huh. I mean, let's you know, let's start with you, Alex, on this. Uh, what What are your thoughts on this whole this whole <laughs> stupidity that we uh, saw unfold on Monday Night Football? And by the way, this was on camera. Uh, this yeah, well, captured officially a- on camera.
3: I think it's a telling. It's a telling. It's very uh, revealing that there's no one else has ever uh, no one else has ever done with this fan has attempted to do for a reason because it, it holds no merit. Alex,
1: oh yeah, no, it definitely it definitely doesn't hold uh, it definitely doesn't hold any merit whatsoever. Uh, I find it laughable, honestly, the fact that they are. Yeah. The fa- the fact that they're essentially trying to file a police report when they were the ones who were committing the action. I would reject. It. You know, that's like filing a police report on yourself, essentially. That's kind of weird.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's no way... Win- looked- yeah, Wagner. Wagner had every right to do what he did. He can just say he's protecting uh, the players and other fans. It was a safety threat, I guess. That happens yeah. all the time. No one's ever been charged for a reason. So, what? Who the heck does this fan think he is, trying to bring a a charge against Wagner? When, in in exactly. soccer games, baseball games, you're fair game. If you get onto that field, you're already breaking the law, and the players. I've always wondered, wow, can they, can they just deck the person? Well, it's, it's happened a hundred other times. So apparently, yeah, yeah. they can. <laughs> We've seen some good, some good hits on fans. And I've never heard of anything as ridiculous as, as a fan going, oh, I'm going to charge the person. No, you're not. I mean, you can. You're not going to win anything. He's not gonna, the
1: charge I, is not going to stick. I look at it like this. As soon as the fan got onto the field, he's fair game or both of them are fair game. As soon as you step out onto that field, you know, the team, the hell, the players shouldn't even be held liable because you're actively disrupting a game. You're actively disrupting an event. Mm -hmm. I mean, hell, that would be like, that would be, trying to think of what I can't, I can't Mm -hmm. think of a good, uh, of a, uh, of a good um, comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, one that's believed I can't find a good believable comparison, but you know, still it's, it's something stupid that we, we saw this happen multiple times, three times, actually, I believe during this past year's NFL or uh, NBA playoffs. And, now we're seeing it happen in the NFL. You know, I just, oh, what, when is the stupidity going to stop, basically, is what I'm wondering. question. Uh, a little bit of uh, injury updates here. Uh, Brian Hoyer, he has been placed on injured reserve with a concussion, so he is out, which means, that tomorrow uh for tomorrow's game against the Lions Bailey Zappa will get his first start as an NFL quarterback uh for the New England Patriots and actually a little bit of a note he is the first rookie quarterback to throw for a touchdown this season out of all the rookie quarterbacks that are uh that are in an NFL uniform this year uh It says here that, um, you know, to expect the Patriots' offense to probably be extremely conservative with Zappa under center, even though he threw for nearly 6,000 yards and an eye-popping 62 touchdowns last year at Western Kentucky. Yeah, he was, I think, I think they said he was the top FBS quarterback. Uh, But, yeah, he was nowhere near the... uh, the heisman oh. trophy uh candidates and also uh a a thing to note too is mac Jones has not been ruled out he is listed he is listed as doubtful but it is still possible he could be the active yeah. second quarterback for the game with his uh with his uh high ankle sprain oh wow. Also, uh, Tyrod Taylor uh, suffered a concussion in the New York Giants game last week against the Chicago Bears. Uh, I believe, let me look and see if there is any update. I don't think there is an update yet uh, as far as his condition. I want to say he's probably not going to play. But let me see if
3: what a game so far tonight Mets man. Oh, Degrom's done. Mm.
2: Can they Three, keep it up?
3: Alonzo just hit a bomb. Three to two Mets the the mistakes. Yeah, I, okay. saw, I saw he was.
1: Uh, I saw he was throwing what 102 earlier.
3: Yeah, he's awesome. I hope he, he's a free agent man.
1: He's from Florida. I don't know
3: if he's in love with being in the city. We'll see. If, we'll see if he re-signs.
1: And from you know, from 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 the looks of things, uh, they are elevating Davis Webb from the practice squad. So it looks like Tyrod Taylor will be out with the concussion tomorrow. So he must not have been cleared. Uh, it looks like as well that uh, Daniel Jones will still start. However, he is suffering from an ankle injury mm-hmm. that he suffered last week, too. So, that's something to uh, to keep an eye out for. Um, also out is Kenny Galladay with his knee. Kadarius Tony is out for the season with his hamstring uh, tear. Uh... Mm-hmm. Oh no, not Tony! I'm thinking of Slayton, uh, I think. Uh, but t- Tony is out with a hamstring uh, for the Giants. And
3: Wondell Robinson is a promising guy. Fuck you, he's out.
1: I think the, Yeah, I took, he's I,
3: out. I'm not some massive degenerate, but yeah, I do like to uh, play some some pesos on games. I already took the Giants plus eight. The, the Packers just not the same Packers as the guys are yeah. And the Giants are hungry. I mean, I I think it's going to be like a five, you know, like a three or seven point, probably Packer win, but eight points, that's a good bet, I think. Uh, Giants are going to keep it close, I think.
1: Well, you know, something to note, uh, Adrian Amos suffered a concussion last week against the Patriots. And he's, uh, you know, he's listed as questionable, but it's a possibility he may not play against the Giants for tomorrow's game. So that would be a pretty big loss for that for that for that Packers defense that the Giants could potentially take advantage of. The good news for the Giants is yeah. Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams has been updated to question to questionable, so it's possible he could play with his knee issue. <sighs> Uh, for the Bills, though, here's an interesting bit of news. Uh, not only is Jamison, well, Jameson Crowder is out for the year. I think he broke his ankle. Uh, Jordan Poirier is out with his rib injury for tomorrow's mm-hmm. game. Uh, meanwhile, Isaiah McKenzie is questionable with his concussion. Ed Oliver is questionable with an ankle. Tremaine Edmonds is questionable with a hamstring. As well as Jordan Phillips also with a hamstring issue. Uh, for the Chargers you have Keenan Allen who will still be missing with a hamstring uh injury. And Jadavian Clowney has been updated to questionable for the Cleveland Browns. Let's see, some other some other bits of uh Oh, DeAndre Swift, DJ Chart will both be out for the Lions. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is questionable, so that's a little bit of good news for the Lions as he has not been ruled out as of yeah. yet. Uh, the Patriots yeah. will be without the Patriots will be without Lawrence Guy as well as Demar- uh, Demarcus Mitchell. Uh, Johnu Smith is likely to miss with an ankle injury that he suffered last week. Jacoby Myers, it sounds like he will return from his knee issue. So he will be back after missing the last two games. Uh, They also got Isaiah Wynn as questionable with a hip injury, but uh, in all honesty, Isaiah Wynn could miss the remainder of of this season's games, and I wouldn't really even care. Uh, Let's see. Also, Jalen Mills, apparently he had an – Sorry, man, I was just gonna say it's unfortunate the lines are all banged up. They've been playing really well.
3: Yeah. Good good again.
1: Yeah, he uh let's see, Jalen Mills is out with a hamstring. You have Kyle Dug or not out, he's questionable. Uh Kyle Duggar is questionable with a knee issue and Adrian Phillips is questionable with his ribs. Uh Michael Thomas is officially listed as out with his foot injury. For tomorrow's game against oh, yeah. the Seattle Seahawks, yeah, uh, Marcus May is listed as questionable with his rib injury, as well as Alvin Kamara. Jameis Winston, it sounds like he is doubtful, so maybe perhaps God. we may see we may see Taysom Hill go back to quarterback for tomorrow's game. <laughs> the Saints are decimated for injuries as well. Yeah. Oh, Jarvis Landry is also questionable with an ankle issue. Uh, For the Jets and Dolphins, the Jets will be without Quincy Williams and Max Mitchell uh, with a knee and ankle issue. Uh, Dolphins, Tonga Bailoa is obviously listed as out with a concussion as well as his back and ankle. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell are both on the questionable side with a quad and groin injury. And you also have their cornerback, Xavier Howard, with uh, this has to be a typo because they have him listed as groins with multiple groins. Multiple groins, apparently. Uh, for 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 the Falcons and Buccaneers, Kyle Pitts is out with a hamstring issue tomorrow for the Falcons. Uh, Akeem Hicks and Logan Ryan are out with foot injuries for the Bucks, and Cameron Bright is out with a concussion. Uh, meanwhile, Julio Jones and Russell Gage are questionable, as is Brashad Perriman. For the Titans, they will be without Traylon Burks, who was put on injured reserve earlier today with a, with a turf toe, so he's expected to miss at least the next four games. Uh, Bud Dupree is also out with a hip issue. Zach Cunningham and Amani Hooker are both out with an elbow issue and a a concussion specifically for Hooker. Uh, For the Commanders, they will be without Jahan Dotson with a hamstring issue. Uh, Logan Thomas looks like he's questionable with a calf injury, and that's primarily it for the Commanders. The Niners, they will be without Tyler Croft, their tight end. Their offensive tackle, Trent Williams, with his high ankle sprain. Uh, Javon Kinlaw with a knee issue. Eric Armstead with foot and ankle injuries. So the Niners are pretty banged up as well. Mm -hmm. The Panthers, they will be without uh, LaVisca Chanel Jr. with a hamstring issue. And also Baker Mayfield with a brain issue. Now, granted, Baker will be playing; just he won't be there mentally. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: yeah, for the Eagles, <laughs> for the. I know, I know. It's kind of uh, it's it's kind of uh, poor taste, but yeah, I mean, you know, they're hell anyway. That, so uh, for the eagle for the Eagles, uh, they will be without Jordan Mylata due to a or due to a Puffin. shoulder injury. Uh, Jake is Allen is though. I think so. I mean there, there, there's one been of a the little best. banged
3: linemen in the league. mulata. Yeah. Six foot eight, three seventy. Yeah. Former former professional rugby player. He's been playing football for like four years and he's already incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, they're they're a little they're a little banged up, but I think I think they can persevere through it because I mean, they're, the a, lot they're a, a lot better players. than the Cardinals. The Cardinals are beat. The Cardinals are beat up. I
3: think Watt's out, maybe. Uh, obviously, mm. uh, uh, Hopkins is out. Now uh, the Eagles have a big advantage in talent. I'm going to definitely take my uh, Eagles to stay
1: undefeated. <laughs> uh, let me look because JJ Watt isn't on the injury list. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, wait a minute though. It said that he was treated for AFib, so maybe he is gonna be out. No, no, it says yeah, it says he is set to play Sunday for the Cardinals just days after he experienced AFib. So no, he is he is set to play from what it looks like here. Uh they It says that it's doubtful that Cardinals center Rodney Hudson will play due to his knee issue, so they'll be without their starting center. Uh, the Eagles, they will be without Jordan Milata They'll be without Jake Elliott due to his ankle injury. Uh, Patrick Johnson with a concussion and Avante Maddox with an ankle injury. Uh, Boston yeah. Scott. Boston Scott and Tyron Johnson are listed as questionable with uh, respective rib and concussion injuries. Yeah. For, the, for the Cowboys, it looks like really the only person that the Cowboys will be missing is Jason Peters, as he is listed mm-hmm. as doubtful with a chest issue. Uh, Prescott, obviously you know with the right thumb. I don't know why Jerry Jones didn't put him on injured reserve, but, you know, uh, that's I guess. Uh, they do have CeeDee Lamb as questionable with a groin issue and Tony Pollard with an is. illness. That's something to maybe keep an eye on for uh, Cowboy fans is uh, not having Tony Pollard or CD Lamb potentially in the lineup. Uh, As far as the Rams go, they will be without center Brian Allen with a knee issue, David Edwards with a concussion, Coleman Shelton with an ankle injury, and Kobe Durant with a hamstring issue. Bengals and Ravens. Ravens have the most issues here. Rashad Bateman with a foot is out. Justice Hill with a hamstring issue is out. Justin Houston with a groin issue is out, and Ben Cleveland is out with a foot injury. Marcus Peters has been listed as questionable with a quad, and Ronnie Stanley is listed as questionable with an ankle issue. But it looks like he may be eligible to play, or he may be able to play. Uh, The Bengals they have T Higgins, Hayden Hurst, and Devin Asiasi all listed as questionable. For tomorrow's Hmm. game. And Monday night, pretty much the only notable there is Harrison Butker Butker is going to be out with his ankle issue for the Chiefs. Other than that, I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster is dealing with a quad and hamstring issue, but it looks like he's probably going to play anyways. Uh, And the Raiders, they don't have – the Raiders don't have Justin Heron because – he got placed on injured reserve, I think, with some sort of issue this past week. And that's pretty much it. So, you know, regardless, it's... Yeah. it's even though they try to prevent injuries, the injuries just keep piling up still regardless. Uh, yeah. And actually, as a matter of fact, uh, the Broncos... Like you had mentioned earlier, uh, Alex, the Broncos were playing without their uh, without their lead running back. Uh, they ended up having to sign Latavius Murray off of the uh, Saints practice squad this past week uh, because of Javante Williams' a season-ending torn ACL and LCL uh, injury. Uh, but also, they had to place uh, edge rusher Randy Gregory on injured reserve with his knee issue uh, after undergoing surgery on the meniscus in his right knee following last week's game against the Raiders. So uh, he's going to be out for the next four weeks, and he's the 12th rated edge rusher through week four out of all the league, according to Pro Football Focus. So that's a pretty big blow for the uh, for the Denver Broncos defense. Now we go to our second big story here, and that is involving Draymond Green and Jordan Poole oh, yeah. with the Golden State Warriors. And I don't know if you guys saw the video, but Jordan Poole got absolutely decked Yes, he by did. By Draymond Green. I mean that was, whoo, whoo. there was a, there was, I, I guess apparently a verbal, some sort of verbal exchange between the two, yes. uh, which then resulted in a push, and then, and then a shove, uh, and then and then and then and then it resulted in Draymond Green, absolutely decking pool with a punch now Draymond has has since of course apologized uh for the incident but however the the whole thing was caught on tape and it was uh you know it it was sold essentially to TMZ for the rumor is uh, TMZ bought the footage for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, which is thirty thousand more wow. than what they paid for the Ray Rice footage when Ray Rice decked his uh, what was it his girlfriend at the time or was it his wife? I think it was. His I think it was his the the girlfriend. Time. Well, regard regardless, though, uh, you know it. It was uh, – they they paid $90,000 for that. They paid 120000 for this one. And so apparently what started uh, everything is Draymond Green ended up calling uh, Poole a bitch at practice, and he was angered at the fact that uh, Jordan Poole had been – he was carrying himself very differently in a cocky manner around the whole team, uh, which that ended he up creating said he, he friction. Called, he
3: called Draymond triple single, instead a triple double. That's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. triple single because of but, uh, because uh, of the fact they, that if Draymond even if, doesn't doesn't. You does. can't even come close to decking someone over that though. That's
1: ludicrous reaction. Right. Yeah, it's uh, there's no excuse. You know, there there's no ex- uh, regardless, uh, whatever whatever had been said, you can't just you can't go and do that to a teammate, especially, you know, this is a dude that you had just won an NBA title with, and, you know, the Warriors. I mean, Dr- Draymond, he considers himself to be. Uh, a huge part of the Warriors, which, I mean, let's be, let's be honest. The Warriors played better when he was off the court in that NBA finals compared to when Draymond was on the court. But uh, this is coming at a time where Jordan Poole, there's going to be a major decision that the Warriors are going to have to make at the end of this upcoming season, whether or not they want to sign him to an extension or, or per, perhaps uh, go to restricted free agency with him. Yeah, well, this doesn't and let's,
3: let's, make it just well. make your decision easier. If they have a younger, more athletic Wiseman, what you think? Draymond, Freeman, not going to get any better. He's already what early thirties. Yeah, let yeah. him leave. Let him live. They also to have Kaminga, who's a perfect athletic big man for their system. You have Kaminga and Wiseman. Don't really need Draymond. Of course, they could use him, but he's not like. He's not, yeah. a of his staff play. He's mm-hmm. not really making. He's, he's.
0: He's
3: not really acting yeah, appropriately. And, he's punching
1: a teammate. And it's time here's to go. here's the, here, here's the thing too. Both have asked really for there. massive. Both have asked for massive extensions too. This is the thing. I mean, yeah. Of, of course, if the the Warriors uh, have said that they're not worried about having to spend money. But, I mean, these are two dudes who both want a massive extension. Uh, so, you know, it, it's – I don't think it's worth it to the Warriors, even though Draymond Green has won multiple titles with them and has been a big part of some of their past title runs – Honestly, if I'm choosing between the two, I see more potential in pool in keeping pool than keeping Draymond. As you yeah. said, Alex, they have they have James Wiseman coming up, uh, and if he can officially, you know, if he can stay healthy, they 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 have an easy replacement. Yeah, yeah, they do. They have the they
3: have the younger pieces in place. So they, they can move on without him. He's not helping his case. I mean, if he wants an extension, you don't uh, try to murder a teammate. I mean, that was, that was ridiculous.
1: Yes. I don't care yeah. what
3: Poole was saying. You cannot do that.
1: Yeah, and and now, according to TMZ, yeah, so stuff basically.
3: With his, stuff with his wife or his mother or something, maybe. But, like, give me a break. Because he was carrying himself yeah. differently? Or because Poole was cocky? Draymond Green is the he was. epitome Draymond Green is completely cocky. They shut exactly. his
1: you, know, you, you know, that's, a, that's the exact uh, – I'm glad you brought that up, Alex, because that brings me back to the NBA Finals. When Draymond Green was doing his stupid podcast during the NBA Finals, actively mm-hmm. talking about game planning during the Finals and what they were planning for. Actively, you know, actively putting information out there that normally, you know, teams would want to keep under wraps, uh, and yet he has the balls to say that uh, that pool is the one that's cocky.
2: Really, Draymond
1: was acting. Draymond was acting like they had already won the finals when it was two to one. When it when the Celtics had led two to one. They were, they were already, uh, you know, Draymond was already acting like the, like the Warriors had already won. Yes. Now, according to TMZ sources, though, it says here that uh, they say that Poole had called several fouls during a scrimmage in practice, and Draymond then called him a bitch multiple times as a result. Yeah. Now, things, esca- things had been escalated when Poole allegedly said, you know what it is, Draymond, which is, uh, uh, you know, uh, he, was bragging, he was seemingly bragging over the contract situation, and Draymond then got in Poole's face, allegedly saying, no, I don't know. What is it? Uh, then, obviously, Poole pushed Draymond back, and then Draymond delivered the blow uh, to Poole's jaw. And actually, earlier this week, Steph Curry, Andre Iguodala, and Steve Kerr all came to Poole's defense earlier this week, denying that his attitude had anything to do with the altercation. And Steph went as far to say it's absolute BS. But TMZ's sources are adamant in saying that uh, the team was just trying to save face. Uh, Uh, however though so GM Bob Myers had said that Draymond Green had apologized to the team for the role in the altercation and punishment obviously would be handled internally Uh, Steve Kerr did say that Draymond would rejoin the team today for practice however Draymond did say that he would be taking some time away from the team Uh, that time is Of course, not known as far as to how much. Uh, However, uh, the Warriors are are now supposedly taking every legal course of action to discover how video of Draymond Green punching Poole uh, was made public, according to ESPN's Ramona Shelburne and Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, initially he was going to face an in-house punishment and wasn't expected to miss any games, but now there's going to be a ton of pressure from outside voices to punish green more severely because of the fact that this was brought up or that this has been exposed. Uh, So now since the warriors are no longer in control uh, of the consequence for Draymond, as they were before, they've now launched an investigation to find out how the video was leaked to TMZ and i mean honestly you know it's an easy answer it wasn't from the warriors it was a member of the of the uh the facility that the warriors practice at I'm still yeah, there. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I was uh, no, sorry. I was breaking. Up. I can hear you now. Okay. No, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I was. Uh, I was typing something uh, real quick oh. here. Uh, okay. But you know, here you know, here's the thing: is that it, you know, it's not like the person who leaked the footage was with the Warriors organization. So. You know they work. They likely work at the at that arena, and it's not like mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they may lose their job, but it's not like mm-hmm. they're losing you know like an NBA type salary. Yeah. And, you know, if if anything, this is I guess this is uh, that uh, that person's way of trying to get fifteen minutes of fame supposedly by leaking yeah. out something like that. But uh you know what? Let's go from this situation to the prospective number one overall pick or number one overall prospect in Victor Wambanyama, who I got his say first that taste who got his first taste of pro action this past week in a G League game yeah. again uh, with his French team, the Metropolitans ninety two against the G League Ignite. And he went off for 37 points, four rebounds, and seven three-pointers, as well as five blocks. Now, the only NBA player in history with seven three-pointers and five blocks in a game is Danny Green, who needed three overtimes to do that. Now, granted, of course, that's at the NBA level. But this kid you know everybody is tank it, 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 there there may be some teams who may tank just to be able to draft this kid who before before this showing you know was likely looking at looking at the number 1 overall pick anyways but now i mean you you just you got to you got to wonder if there may be you know there's probably going to be a whole hell of a ton more interest in this kid compared to beforehand, before uh, this showcase even happened, and you know this kid is seven foot four. He's bigger than Chet Holmgren.
3: Yeah, I saw I saw footage of him the other night for the first time. He is absolutely amazing. He's a lot. I'm sorry. He's, I think Chet has a world of upside. This guy is much better. He's seven four, and he's he was taking threes, and not only that. He's uh he's very he's honestly he's quick. He moves like a like he's like about as fast as uh Kevin Durant, maybe a little slower, but you get my drift. He's not slow. And he plays inside right. and out and he's freaking and he's freaking 7 foot 4. I mean, this guy could be like just devastatingly uh awesome in the pros. People are already trying to get ready to tank for him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean let's let's think about uh, who, who used to have the Admiral and uh, Tim Duncan, Popovich. They just traded the Dejounte years, Murray, right? They traded their best player, who's like 25 years old, De, Dejounte Murray. I was reading an article about that, and they just they they mentioned uh, this guy Victor. You know, they could literally go into the season like wanting to tank from day one, just for him the whole year.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, you're looking at you're looking at. Oklahoma City, who's going to be without Chet Holmgren? Oh my God! Imagine if they got at, him with Chet. You're looking at well. The problem with Chet is he needs to gain muscle, and so so does Wembenyama. Honestly, Wembenyama does need hey, to gain muscle. Holmgren does also. Holmgren yeah. does also, but also Wembenyama though does because at seven foot four. You have you have uh, at seven foot four, and he looked very slim. He looked very slim. Yeah. For uh, nice. especially at seven foot four, he's going to need to put on a lot of muscle yeah, he definitely looks stiff. if he wants to if he wants to hang with MBA level players. And. I mean, just taking a look yeah, at the yeah. teams that will be probably associated with the with the potential number one pick, you're looking at probably the Oklahoma City Thunder and Rockets, maybe the Utah Jazz, uh, the Orlando Magic, the Indiana Pacers, the San Antonio Spurs. Hello. I mean, you know, there's there's going to be a whole bunch of people potentially. Uh, you know pot- potentially uh looking to try and tank for this kid yeah. moving over to major league baseball we have we have two teams who have already clinched their spot yep with Not only the uh, Cleveland uh, Guardians with a surprising one-to-nothing walk-off victory home run by Oscar Gonzalez. Uh, I believe I got that right. Uh, Right? It's Oscar Gonzalez uh, with a walk-off home run in the 15th inning. By the way, making history to be the first game in postseason history to enter at least the 14th inning in a scoreless high, never been done before, before today. Uh, Actually, they furthered that even more to to it being the 15th inning. Uh, So now Cleveland will take on the New York Yankees
0: in the
1: American League Divisional Series, which, by the way, I give the advantage to New York. Uh, I know we discussed earlier that maybe they, it would be a four-game series, but, I mean, really, the only person I could potentially see getting a win is maybe Shane Bieber for the Guardians. Other than that, I mean, it's so, Yiggy, it's honestly, Yiggy. yeah, on, honestly, the the Guardians, the, they, they just look outmatched. I mean, it took them fifteen yeah. innings to put up a to put up a single run on the Rays. <laughs>
2: what does that tell you? Yeah, they they just
1: do not have the uh, you know the no. they don't have the uh, the slugging power to match up with with the Yankees. Uh, elsewhere in the sixth inning the Toronto Blue Jays it looked like it was going to be completely it was going to be a 1-1 series tie heading into tomorrow yeah. Toronto had an 8-1 lead in the sixth inning Seattle came all the way back to win 10 to 10-9 to 9 in regulation. And, and now Seattle will take on Houston in the first round in the ALDS. All right, what, what, are your guys, what are your guys' thoughts on this, that both AL East wild card teams have already been eliminated?
2: In a two-game series, though, that's not, not too surprising. One's going you know, guys stand out and you you know, you don't tend to make mistakes, so that was, you know, just did right there. But going fifteen innings until he believes one run. That must mean the offense is just terrible. Or if you like the Pinterest duels, then that was your game. Uh wait a minute, hang
1: on. I uh, I just got you back on Alex. I I didn't see that you had dropped. Yeah.
3: I was having a
1: little trouble with the connection, so I jumped out for about five minutes. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, as I as I brought up, Alex, what what are your thoughts on both of the AL East teams that had made the wild card in Tampa and Toronto? Uh, what are your thoughts on them both being dropped in the wild card?
3: I mean Toronto had kind of an up and down season. I wasn't surprised that was brutal though today. I don't know if you saw the, but they were up four runs in the eighth with two outs and two strikes. Yeah. And Seattle pop right. up center Springer and Bichette collided. I took uh, I took Toronto and that was a tough loss. But um, yes, yeah, Seattle's a hungry underdog on a mission, and they yeah, have great pitcher. They are better probably a better pitcher right. than Toronto. And then, yeah, um, and you,
1: and you know not just not just that, but Springer had to be carted off.
3: It really deflated them. And then um, yeah, the Guardians just always play with house money. They have a small salary cap, and they they just win a lot of games. And they're gonna love playing. They're like Tampa almost. They're gonna love uh, they'll make it tough for the Yankees, I think. So yeah, that's I'm that's kind that's of rooting for yeah. I like I like the underdog. I, I always like uh. I always have some respect for the Indians slash for the Guardians.
1: You know, I just don't know about about the Indians because, mm-hmm. or I mean, about the uh, the Guardians because I mean, I just don't see them really matching up to yeah. uh, you know to the Yankees when you compare like if you, if you were to compare, say, Toronto or Tampa Bay to yeah. matching up with the Yankees, I would see them as a bigger nightmare for New York than I would Cleveland. I mean, like well, I Cleveland, said, maybe the Bieber. only... But, I mean, yeah, they, they have Beaver, the but to, that's really you're it. Not gonna,
3: you're not going to probably out-hit the Yankees. You've got to out-pitch them. That's, that's their death knell. Is, yeah. Their they're kryptonite is, uh you know, a couple awesome pitchers. So they have Beaver, and then... uh. Kristen McKenzie's good. I don't know, uh, but yeah, the aforementioned the teams you mentioned too, they have a couple of great pitchers too. So, yeah, I mean, I I agree. Toronto would have Toronto or um they would they would have presented a bigger threat, but I mean the Yankees. I don't know. They might make right. the World Series again. We'll see. Right. What kind of, yeah. What kind of pitcher Garrett Cole is? Garrett Cole struggles,
1: then they might get bounced again. Yeah. Potentially. And, and also a, a little bit sure. of a note, too. Uh, the ALDS and NLDS will officially begin on Tuesday, the 11th. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winner, obviously, we have the Guardians against the Yankees, and we have the Mariners against the Astros. The winner of St. Louis and Philadelphia will face off against the Braves and the winner of the Mets and the Padres will face off against the Dodgers. Yes. And actually speaking of uh speaking of those two uh those two other games, currently in the bottom of the 6th, the Philadelphia Phillies hold a 2 to nothing lead over the St. Louis Cardinals with Aaron Nola mm-hmm. pitching a gem currently for the uh for the Phillies kind of surprising cuz he's been rocked his last couple of starts. I mm-hmm. I really thought that this would be uh and actually he just uh, he just struck out Paul Goldschmidt for the second out of the sixth. I really thought you know that the Cardinals might potentially be able to get to him. Yeah, and they but. have
3: uh, I think there's a little bit of destiny with them with Pouls and Ma- Molina Swansong but that, yeah. that first game was uh, crushing mentally, you know, to really deflating. And I don't know, the Mets overcame last night's terrible effort, but Cardinals just kind of looked a little well, bit. Well, uh, yeah. not there yet, but they're looking good, man. The city Field's rocking. Yeah. yeah. Now the run. but
1: Cardinals,
3: man. I thought the Cardinals the, man, one of the. One, that's the, one of the, the no. Yeah, they're in a pickle right now. The Cardinals just messed
1: up. Yeah. Oh. One one of the, one of the runs came from a Bryce Harper home run in the second inning today uh off of Miles Mikolas and also the other uh, the other run comes from a RBI single by Kyle Schwarber. So or no and wait. Oh, it had to be a sacrifice then probably. Yeah, it was I think it was a sacrifice a uh, sacrifice fly uh by Schwarber. So those are the two runs so far for the Phillies against the Cardinals. And let me see the Cardinals they yep. have now moved on. Uh Montgomery is actually pitching now. So I don't know who's gonna be their third starter for uh for tomorrow's matchup. Wouldn't Wainwright?
3: They went uh Pinones mm. and uh Miles Nicholas.
1: Oh. Uh it says to be determined for tomorrow. I know for the I know for San Diego and the Mets it's Musgrove against Bassett, but uh for Philadelphia mm. it's Suarez for game three if necessary and for Saint Louis they have it listed as to be determined. So I don't know. I, I don't know who who uh who would be the potential starter. Maybe potentially it would be Wainwright unless he gets used tonight. Mm. Yeah, would be Wainwright. That'll be you know, may, uh it'll be interesting to see if uh the Cardinals will be able to come back uh in this match up here. Uh, in the other matchup, we have the New York Mets holding on to a three-to-two lead in the bottom of the seventh, mm-hmm. and it looks like with no outs, with no outs, they have runners on first and second, so they may be potentially adding on to that lead here. Uh, Padres are running out of outs for uh, for game two here, so it looks like game three may be uh, possible for Possibly. tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah it's it, it should it should be a very interesting uh start here to the uh divisional the divisional round specifically with I mean obviously I've got the Yankees taking over the Guardians. Mariners yeah. and Astros, I don't know, you know, the Mariners and Astros I feel could kind yeah. of go either way. really I mean yeah the Astros are you know have the superior record but everybody was expecting the Blue Jays to beat Seattle and Seattle even though they were down by so much today they ended up persevering and making making through uh you know completing the comeback to to make it to the ALDS so I'm not all that certain that the Mar- or you know, that uh, the Mariners should be counted out against the Astros. I would give the Mariners more of a chance than I would Cleveland to potentially advance. Though I still believe, though, it'll be Yankees and Astros in the ALCS. All right, what are yeah, what, what, what are your guys' thoughts?
3: I have Mets are going to advance to play the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers will probably yeah. win that, and then Dodgers make the NL, and then I'll, I'm going to take the Astros. I know I hate against the Yankees, but the Astros just have their number. The Yankees obviously have a shot. I'm not trying to talk too much smack about them. So, I, yeah, maybe Astros-Dodgers or Yankees-Dodgers.
1: What do you, what do you think,
3: kind of a It's kind of a state foreign prediction, but that's my prediction.
2: Well, I still say, um yeah, Yankees will take the, uh, this series is, uh, against the Gar- against the Guardians. But I'm still thinking it's gonna be Braves um Braves Dodgers in the NLCS in the winner, you know, to there. there 'cause this looks like 'cause I had that matchup written all over. It. I've had my I've had my heart sound that matchup as well. That that's what I'm hoping for. And here's a little bit of an
1: interesting stat actually. I just dug this up earlier today. Oh, there are th- there are three opportunities for Robinson Cano to win a World Series ring this year. If I can find the post here. Yeah. Okay, so if the Mets win the World Series, Robinson Cano gets a ring for being part of the uh for being part of yeah. the the roster at some point this year. If the Padres win the World Series, Robinson Cano will get a ring if the Braves repeat and win the World Series Robinson Cano will get a ring i don't think I don't think there has ever really been a player that has been on multiple you know multiple playoff teams in the same year where's to be where's eligible to I was still in the league. Uh, he's in the minors right now. Oh wow! Uh, he I mean, is, actually no, he's a free agent. No, he's a free agent. That's my bad. Yeah, he's he, a he got free released agent. from his he got, uh, Yeah, he got released uh, by the Braves.
3: Yep. No more juice for uh, Cano. No more PEDs. The party's over.
1: Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I think I think he's just done. Period. I don't yeah. see any. Uh, I don't see any other team uh, that would be willing to give him a shot with, uh, especially with how his numbers deteriorated over the last. Random, uh, ran, random really
3: funny story. I had an ex girlfriend who was quite, quite psychotic. I know people have a tendency to uh, sometimes disparage uh, exes when it doesn't end well. But anyways, right. Very but kind of the, that hot psycho that that type um, that I shouldn't have ever been involved with. But uh, she had a, a really good-looking cousin, and the cousin – like her, yeah, her cousin uh, was hooking up with Robbie Cano when he was with the Yankees. Mm. And uh, I'm not trying to brag. This is, just, this is a, a terrible relationship. But anyways, I thought you got get a kick out of it. She said Cano was a real idiot. He, Well, he partied a lot. Not a big shocker because he has a ton of money and, he's, you know, he's a ball player. Yeah. But he also, like, literally – this is when he was making tens of millions of dollars a year. He literally wouldn't shower for like a week or like eight or nine days at a oh, time. Wow. They, they, the whole family said he absolutely reeked. That's a, uh, Robbie can back. Oh a my fun God. <laughs> That's huh. a random funny story. Yeah. He's a, he literally would not shower. Very, uh, very odd as a, as a Jesus. multimillionaire. Just couldn't, couldn't shower.
1: <laughs> but he knew it. My God. TV. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, since we're speaking about, uh, about Yang- about uh, considering you know Robinson Cano as a former Yankee. Uh, let's talk yeah. about Aaron Judge finally hitting Uh-oh. home run number <laughs> sixty
3: two. I thought you said well, you were taking a little jab,
1: former Yankee. Possible future. No, no, no. I, I, uh oh. Uh oh. You know, I almost I almost said former Yankee. I did I did almost say former Yankee. It's a little but, bit of a yeah. weird word. But, yeah, you know, that's there fun. has been a bit of a – so not only did he get a home run number 62, but there has been a <laughs> bit of a discussion, uh, obviously, we had earlier today. You know, should should he be considered the official home run king? Or, should it, something- be still, or should it still be Barry Bonds? With uh, what 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 was the number that Bonds had hit
2: in a season? Seventy six seventy seventy six three a uh, seventy three seventy three homers in a season.
0: Uh,
1: yeah,
2: you know, here's the problem
1: is yeah. uh, obviously officially in the record books, Barry Bonds is listed. Now I wish yeah it could have been. Aaron Judge, as of this point, yeah, because of because of the whole uh, the whole you know the whole thing with the steroids issue and whatnot,
2: but obviously,
1: you know now it's going it's going to end up uh, unofficially. It should be Aaron Judge unofficially. Yes. But because of the fact that you know steroids is a whole thing, uh, and because it was in it, you know it, the, these were official games. Technically, it would be the uh, you know the the whole, the thing will still be uh, Bonds's record, and you know not just not, so not only did. Uh, did he uh set the new AL record and new Yankees record but also he fell yeah. short of the he fell short of the triple crown after uh Arias Brian, Brian, ended up winning that. yeah Ari- ended up winning the uh the batting title for Minnesota Luis Arias and uh the New York and uh I believe they said the New York Mets' Jeff McNeil, uh, won the NL um batting title sure. with his three with his three twenty six average. And, really? and because of the fact that Judge was held out on that final day on that final game that is why Judge well, missed out on a potential triple crown.
2: Yeah, and of course, well, I think you. Know, I think if he would have had just a bit more home runs earlier, he would have had it. I mean, it wasn't that. It wasn't that you know big of a, of a distance uh, between Judge um, and his opponent. I mean, he could have won it. Yeah.
1: No, I think, he, I think he definitely could have. Uh, Arias finished with a 316.
2: 317. Uh,
1: judge. Oh, it was 317?
2: 317.
1: Oh, okay. Because uh, from what I'm reading here, it said. Ooh, yeah, yeah. You know, he could have easily. He could have caught uh, Arias yes. potentially if, if Judge had played that final game. If Judge was allowed to play that final game, I think he could have caught him.
2: I don't know. I think he still might have been a little bit short. Uh, maybe he might have had, like, about, oh, like, maybe 314 or 313. I think if he would have had, you know, maybe, like, one or two more home runs like that, I think he would have had the bang title.
1: You think so? Yes. Well, what are your thoughts, Alex? Do you think if, uh, if Judge had been given that uh, – if he was allowed to play – that final game do you think he could have caught arias Alex you there Hey Steve what's up sorry man i couldn't hear you uh what do you what do you think if if judge were uh were given the chance to play in the yankees final game of the season instead of being held out after uh getting the uh uh the 62nd home run do you think he could have uh, caught Arias for the batting title?
3: Yeah, I was surprised, but I'm always. Aaron Boone always surprises me. I don't know why mm-hmm. they would sit out. I doubt Judge wanted to sit out. Let him play. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah he, he definitely. Finished. And now I don't don't never think you'll never know. You know what could have right. been. You obviously you got to play him. They have a. They have a yeah. They have they have a first round uh they have a first round bye so he would have gotten a plenty of rest regardless of playing
0: yeah
3: um base Nick right. Neal base hit oh there, there, we well, there
1: we go double there, there we go. go Two more runs Five a to, two. Five, to t- five to two. And let's go. I mean, I, honestly, the, the way that the Padres have been, the way the Padres have been hitting tonight, I would not be surprised if that maybe, if that maybe, all it takes for the Mets. Yeah, I think it's is home. I
2: think, home, I think it might be a. Yeah.
1: Well, then now comes the question: Who would be the? Uh, oh wait, no, I I already said who the the third starter would be yeah. for the Mets. If. Yeah. Okay. All right, we do have uh, we do have some hockey news to talk about. Uh, Daryl Sutter, he signed a multi-year extension with the Calgary Flames to remain as their head coach. Uh, the terms of the deal were not disclosed in particular. Uh, I've tried looking for them; I can't find them. Uh, they have not been disclosed, period, by any of the uh, any of the reporters or whatnot. Uh, but obviously. Uh everybody will remember Daryl Sutter as he was actually he was a former a former player actually, but not just that, but he's also a former coach for the yeah. Chicago Blackhawks, the San Jose Sharks, the Calgary uh actually this is his second stint in Calgary. Uh and most notably he is known for uh being a two time Stanley Cup winning head coach for the LA Kings where he won in uh, 2012 as well as 2014 uh, against the Devils and the Rangers in those respective years. Uh, He has a career, uh, career overall record of 699 wins, 503 losses, 101 ties, and 94 overtime or shootout losses. And in terms of his uh, overall in the playoffs, he is an overall eighty nine and eighty one record uh, through fifteen playoff appearances and two Stanley Cups. Needless to say, I think this is the right decision for Calgary, especially considering the fact that they're kind of going on a little bit of an accelerated re or.
2: I can't, I can't call yeah. it a
1: rebuild. We'll call it, we'll call it a retooling because it's yeah, not really a rebuild. Yeah, that word,
2: rebuild, that word. Ugh. Rebuild, ugh, that word.
1: Yeah, it, it's, not, it's not really a rebuild when you replace somebody with the, almost the same exact no. caliber. Uh, and actually, they added, I think. I that think was a dirty Calgary or I, th- I think Florida actually gave up a lot more than what they received in that deal when they gave up Jonathan Huberdo as part of the deal. Uh, but Calgary I mean they went 50 21 and 11 last year for 111 points which you know was uh, they ended up losing in the second round to Edmonton so you know it's not really not really that much of a uh that much of a of that they really need to that they really need to to do essentially. Uh, some sure. notable signings from around the league: uh, Mackenzie Weger, Speaking of the Calgary Flames, uh, he was one of the players that was acquired for Matt Kachuk in the deal. Uh, He officially agreed to an eight-year extension worth about fifty million dollars, so that's six and a quarter million per year. Uh, He was in Florida. He was the number one or the number two defenseman actually for Florida behind Aaron Ekblad. Uh, Last year, he had eight goals and thirty-six assists for forty-four points with the Calgary Flames. Another signing, uh, Jason Robertson. He agreed to a four-year deal worth about thirty-one million, an average annual value yeah. of about seven and three-quarter mil. Uh, Forty-one goals and thirty-eight assists last year for seventy-nine points and seventy-four games played. To me, mm-hmm. I said this. I said this earlier today uh, in a conversation that we that we had. I think this was kind of a this was kind of a a, a steal for the Dallas Stars. Yeah, because they potentially could, they potentially could have paid him a lot more than what they ended up giving him. Uh, let's see some other. Wow, Matt's are coming come uh, to six two. That's the bar. Yeah, looks like we got ourselves a to game three. Uh, I I, th- I think we're probably looking at a game three there.
0: Yeah.
2: I knew this had to happen. Uh, I didn't think they were to go that quietly.
3: We'll go back as like a cartoon character. He's up. He's about five ten, four eighty.
1: Uh, we did have uh, so so we we do we, we we did have another uh big signing that took place this week. Matthew Barzell, an eight year extension worth about yeah. seventy three point two million dollars with the uh New York Islanders. About a cap hit of around nine point one five mil, but I think even though he only had fifteen goals and forty four assists last year, I think this is more of a uh of an endorsement for their future as opposed to what he's giving now. By the way, a quick update. Yeah. Uh, Nola, Nola is now done after six and two third innings. Uh, he is currently responsible for the man on first, but uh, the Phillies That's still lead right two to Nothing. And now we have, we have Alvarado. Steve, you're going to 12 or uh, no, actually, you know what? Um, we are actually technically in the overtime portion, but uh, okay. because of my connection last week, my connection problems, I think I mm-hmm. might end the show a little bit early tonight. Uh, uh, All okay. right. I might. I because, might bow out right now. I got to go pick up my girlfriend. Oh, okay. Well th- thank yeah. you for joining us tonight, Alex.
3: Yeah, it was an awesome um, it,
1: it was an awesome show and Lou, a great show great
3: two shows by both of you guys today. Thanks.
2: Remember remember Alex, yeah. moving now to four o'clock next week. Okay, cool.
3: Alright guys, always All right. appreciate you
2: man. Have a no, great night. Thanks. Okay, cool. All righty. I'll talk to right, you guys uh, if
3: not during the week. Definitely next Saturday. Thank you, oh guys. yeah, definitely. So now All right, guys, quick have a quick
1: reminder. Yeah. Sure. You too. Uh, uh, yeah. To say goodbye a to a qu- just a just a quick reminder uh, before we sign off. Uh, we do have the Survivor Forty Three Recap podcast on on oh, nice. we- or not Wednesday Thursday night nine p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you guys haven't done so yet, and you're a fan of Survivor, you know, uh, check out our past recap shows that we've done at uh slash missy A E. Uh you can find us also on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify. Uh I'm sure I'm I'm sure I'm missing one uh one thing I think. But uh anyways, uh we will be we will be back next Saturday.